Jason Momoa talks to fish. Decepticons inadvertently give away their intentions by saying that they are, in fact, Decepticons. Mary Poppins is still narcissistic, and Netflix gets meta on today's episode of The Real Review, so stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. Everybody with me, I have Joel. Drumroll. I don't know. Dr- <laughs> Joel. You're building but, up to it so much. I'm like, have, this better be a great Everybody, one. I have Joel would choose to fight his therapist, Cunningham. Oh, I like it. It's a little bit of a black mirror yeah, topic there. True yeah. Story. Did you uh we talked a little bit about this. Did you get to that pathway? Yes. In the that was actually in fact when I started like laughing, like what is happening right now? But yeah. it was so enjoyable. It was pretty ridiculous yeah. that part of <laughs> it. It was very so. enjoyable though. It was enjoyable. I thought that was going in a very different direction. Right. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like I thought that was going more of in like a love-related direction, right, I will right, put it right, that right. way, PG podcast here. Sure. You know, <laughs> but I was very happily surprised it went in that direction. I it was, was like, what the It made heck? it fun. It made yeah. it fun. So I am here with Matt, whose nines looks like look like eights. Hey. I don't know if that what? makes sense. <laughs> what are you talking about? Because it's 2019 and uh, everybody's writing 2018. Oh, I did that it. all day. I've been writing yeah. like reports and like stuff that yeah. I need to have dates on it. And I keep putting 18. It's the worst. Exactly. That's my. I did that in school tune. growing up and so that, I still do it now. That might have been more of an assumption on my part, but also a bit of the like pushing what is happening with me on you. Oh, yeah. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I can handle it. <laughs> it is okay. Cool. Well, everybody, welcome. Welcome to the show. This is The Real Review. And just to kind of give you a breakdown, a synopsis of what it is that we do, it is basically uh, Joel and I kind of stand on two uh, opposite sides of a line. Yeah, we're like in, in the film. same circle, but we're like on different sides of the circle. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> so I'm a little bit more like when I go, my approach to film is, you know, is this going to be fun? Is it going to emotionally move me? Um, I can overlook some failures potentially some, I can, I'm not too nitpicky on a lot of things, but I'm, I'm fairly optimistic a lot of times mm-hmm. about my film reviews where yeah. you're on the other side of that circle where you're talking <laughs> about where you might be a little bit more, you might be more nitpicky. You might be more negative, critical, yeah. Yeah. um, at all the technical elements and aspects of it. You start talking about all this film terminology that I ain't even never heard of before. <laughs> and, um, I ain't, you're and, not that yeah, stupid. But we're, <laughs> I ain't ever, never heard of it. A camera. What's a film we, camera do? We, uh, no, but, but, you know, joking aside, we, we do see eye to eye on a, a fair amount of we things. Do. Yeah. Um, we're not that yeah. opposite. Yeah. So, but we do have some differences of opinion. Yeah. Um, in this world of contention, it's most, nice that two most people times, can come together. Most with times what I've found, views. exactly. And most <laughs> time what I've found is that, I tend to always skew my grades a little higher than yours, just in general, yeah. no matter what film. Even if yeah. they were, we didn't like the movie, I'll still grade it higher. <laughs> so I don't Generally, know why. Yeah. Um, Unless you really are upset at it for some reason. Yes. And then you're just like... If there's like one thing that makes me really upset, then I will like automatically grade it super low. Batman versus, versus Superman. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> that deserved <laughs> yeah, it. So. I was so upset by that. Anyways. Yeah. Um, anyways, thanks for tuning in. That's kind of what we do here. Joel, how can they get connected with us? Well, Matt, there is a bunch of different ways to get connected to the podcast. Yeah. Keep burping. Wow. Okay. 
The best way to get connected, I'm not doing it on the mic, thank you, right? Thank you. Uh, you the best it. way probably for us is through our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash real review. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's tons of good stuff up there. We're always posting new content. They just announced the new Stranger Things season. We have three, three. awesome sauce coming out July 4th. July 4th. Also, perfect. what's that? Sorry, the Punisher just got Yeah, they just turned the Punisher. January 19th. January, I think, yeah, like 19th, 19th 18th. Uh, which I'm sure they'll be announcing sadly after that that it's, it's over. canceled. It's canceled. Yeah, moving <laughs> into like, the new platform there. Uh, so anyway, yeah, connect with us on Facebook. We also have our website, which is uh, actually sorry, it was Facebook.com/slash Real Review Media. Yeah, Real Review. Uh, and then we have our website, which is RealReviewMedia.com. We also have our Instagram, which are and our Twitter, which are both at Real Review Media. And then additionally, we have our YouTubes. Um, it's always a good place to go if you want to find out, or I should say, watch our podcast yeah. versus listening. I would not suggest doing that if you're in a car right. or operating any type of machinery. Yes. Unless you have four sets of eyes. Yes. I would stick with the podcast. Yes. And we love that. We love our podcast listeners yeah. as well. So, but you can check that out on youtube.com slash the real review. Yeah. So, and then last but not least, and then we'll get into the films. We've got a ton to talk about. So, I should just quick. Hurry yeah, up with the one I'm doing ha- here. This is a giant episode, It guys. is, yeah. Uh, RealReviewMedia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts and perspectives. Tell us about the endings that you got on Black Mirror Bendersnatch. Yes, yeah, yes. Which we're going to talk about. That You know, that's a perfect segue. Let's talk about that. We okay. have like three films that I want to talk about here mm-hmm. up front. And reviewing them, you can't really review, especially this first one, you can't really review it yeah. because it is so open-ended in a lot of different ways, a lot of different endings, whatever. Right. Um, let's talk about that. Uh, Netflix released... Uh, a, an interactive movie yeah. called Black Mirror uh, Bandersnatch, yeah, right? Bander, Bandersnatch, yeah. Bandersnatch. I keep calling it Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. It sounds like something it, from Futurama. Yeah, so <laughs> Bandersnatch. And it, I've never done anything like this, and this is totally experimental, and leave it to Black Mirror to be the ones to take it on. I think I think as far as interactive like film goes, yeah. I think this is going to be the open a lot of doors for stuff down the road. I agree. Um, I've always been a big fan of this type of thing. Right. I mean, I've often joked about the idea of if I was ever to make like a really crazy movie filming like multiple endings and then just releasing the film, but not telling people about the multiple endings. And this is kind of like that. So they have in, in real, I remember, um, high school junior high so they have books yeah where it's like you know follow your own path or whatever and and it's this movie is so incredibly meta in referencing itself Mm -hmm. um and the streaming platform that it's on um that it it, basically the premise comes from a book within the movie where you can kind of choose your own pathway and that's what you do you make decisions in this movie for this guy uh, as he goes about his day to day and his different choices and different things that he does, yeah, and it's really really interesting depending on which pathway you took, yeah. Um, every time it ended for me, it always ended kind of dark. <laughs> yeah, there's not think, a lot of I don't positive. Think, but I don't it's think Black it's, Mirror. It's Black Mirror, yeah. so it fits in the context of the yeah. Black Mirror universe. Um, but when it, if you guys do it um, and do the, do the get a chance to do the Netflix pathway, yeah. That's hilarious. Uh-huh. I was laughing out loud at what was happening. Yeah, the Netflix and the fight one were yes. both the well, ones I, I was think, like, I oh think my that's gosh, what you this used. is crazy. Yeah, yeah, I think that's part of that pathway. It's it crazy. Is, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's super fun. I can't really rate the movie though. So I would just encourage you to try it because I really think this is going to be a thing. This is going to be a thing in the future. Yeah, it's more of a... It's not even a video game. It's more of like a an, an experience yeah. that you take in and you can kind of rate, I guess, the experience that you got from it, which right. I thought was great. But yeah, it's not... 
at this point, I wouldn't necessarily rate it the same as I would a movie. Right. Uh. Uh-uh. Because it's choose your own adventure. Yeah. You can whatever movie you want to have is kind of, not whatever, but you have options. But it was an interesting <laughs> experience. I might yeah. encourage you if you're familiar with Black Mirror and kind of the dark avenues that that it explores, and you like that, try it out, test it out. Definitely yeah. not for kids. Definitely not for kids. Um, yeah. So it's not like a family. Hey, let's do this interactive movie thing. No, don't <laughs> do that with your family, guys. Um, <laughs> let's gather around the computer right. and watch this <laughs> exactly. murdering. And, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, check that out. So anything else you want to say on that real quick? No. Okay, let's hop on to the next one because you got a chance to see this. And this is uh, Holmes and Watson. Give us a quick breakdown. It sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Really? Well, I I will say this. This is I will add to it. Uh, I saw this movie. I didn't have to pay to see this movie. I saw it for free and it still cost me too much. Oh my gosh. More of an emotional drain, I suppose. (laughs) But it was, it's getting real, really bad reviews right now. It's like a 29% for audience and 9% for critics. And I think that's still too high. There, I I didn't chuckle. I didn't laugh. It wasn't interesting. It wasn't good acting. It wasn't, there was nothing about it that was redeeming. See, that's funny. I thought the same thing in the trailer. Just watching the trailer, I was like, I I, I felt like if it was Will Ferrell, and uh, crap, what's his name? Not John C. Riley. Uh, John C. Riley at their best. Then there might at least be some funny human there. But it was like two like old friends just it, hanging out. Let's like, hey, let's make a movie real quick. Yeah, like every <laughs> single joke was like, okay, you you saw it coming from like ten miles away. It was it was just. I don't, I'm not even going. I don't even want to keep talking about it. That's like, unfortunate. I don't even want to give it a rating because it's just it was that bad. Give That's me a rating. I want rating. I want a rating. I want a point five. It. I'm gonna. It's point an F. <laughs> oh, so it's an F, but it's like a really bad F. Yeah, I mean, I will five. say this. I wasn't like offended or angry by it, okay. but there was there is literally no reason there's no redemptive aspect to this movie they make all these pandering jokes about current culture with like selfies and other things even they they have an attack against they do like a, a joke against president like the president and, right. and it's just like <laughs> oh they're trying gosh. to be like modern with it but it's like yeah. set in an old time period but it's just it's yeah. really stupid so yeah all around it had no interest and no. Uh, it got uh, the worst grade of the year so far from you yes for well, sure 0.5 out of yeah. 100%. Well, it's technically 2019 now, I guess. Yes. So it's the it's, it came out in 2018. Yeah, but we're but, talking about 2018 still, yeah. you know, because we're still doing that stuff. Plus, we got yeah. a bunch of Oscar nominations. I'm going to say this. I'm going to move move this into 2019 because okay. we're going to be doing our best and worst yeah. list here pretty soon, which I think is going to be our top, our 100. Yeah, episode. and we, we don't, we can't, we literally can't see as many movies as they put out, especially this this December. A ton of stuff came yeah, out and it's just impossible to keep yeah. up. Yeah. Um, so we're going to put out best and worst out this, uh, maybe next week. We'll see. I think so. Yeah. Um, and then another thing I want to talk about real quick, I won't do a full review just because Joel hadn't seen it yet, but I want to talk about Bird Box. This is another Netflix original movie. Uh, this is one of the first times that Netflix actually tweeted out that this is one of the most highly watched movies that Netflix has ever released. They don't, yeah. they don't do metrics. They don't send out metrics, uh, Netflix and what their subscriber like are watching. Yeah. And so that was kind of a first thing. So it broke a record for them. A lot of people are talking about it. There are some really funny memes on the internet about this movie, yeah. but I thought the movie was okay. I didn't think it was great. Um, I thought it was like, it was okay. It wasn't even like really good for that matter. Um, just a kind of a quick thing. I, uh, I thought it was maybe a like if if the happening by M Night Shyamalan may have been like better. Yeah, it, I think I felt like that, but I also felt like it, I don't know. It felt weird to me because it reminded me of a quiet place, except for oh, don't make noise. You can't see this time. You know, yeah. that's kind of what I was feeling. And maybe I thought about this, but the main thing to me is I couldn't connect to Sandra Bullock. I 
hated her character for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for me, the big thing is being able to connect with characters. I could not connect with her. So No, why would you say that? Anyways, that's it. That's my real quick review. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it again later. That was later. my The Happening Joke. Yeah. No, you just want to kill me. Well, also, oh, oh, why I was would you say that? that? There's a scene in, in The Happening where, this, where they drive up to this army guy, and they're like, all these people are dead back there. And he looks up, and he goes... He goes, cheese and rice. It's <laughs> like, cheese what? Cheese and rice. <laughs> cheese yeah. and crack. I can't remember what he said. Yeah. Something like that. M. Night does that. Every once in a while, his movies just have like the dumbest scene. Yeah. There's a scene in Leading the Water. There's a scene in, uh, is it called Devil or whatever? Devil, it's the yeah. one where they're strapped in the elevator and this guy has like, I don't know if it's actually a thing, but just the way he explains it is so stupid where he has like, he's walking with toast yeah. and he put jam on it and he like, it like slides off the plate and it hits the floor and he's like, <gasps> When the toast hits the floor with the jam side down, then that means that the devil is present. It's just like the stupidest thing. I don't even remember that that part. I just remember being in theater in that last scene at the end of that movie billing. It freaked me out a little bit at the very end. Yeah. Anyways, that all aside, Bird Box, check it out. Let us know what you guys thought about it. Um, And uh, and we'll go from there. We'll we'll kind of retouch on that. My initial grade for Bird Box is going to probably be a B minus. Okay. Um, After I have a chance to watch it, we'll hopefully get a chance to talk about it. Sure. Okay. So let's get into something. Um, I did see this movie. Okay. um, First, and um, what movie is that? This movie is Bumblebee. This is a major release from over the the holiday week break, whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, let's dive into that little bit here. The synopsis is on the run in the year of 1987. Bumblebee finds refuge in a junkyard in a small California beach town. Charlie, on the cusp of turning 18 and trying to find her place in the world, discovers Bumblebee. Battle, scarred, and broken. Uh, Directed by Travis Knight. uh, Written by uh, Christina Hodson, um, primarily. And then also starring Haley Steinfeld, um, John Cena, Jorge Lindenburg, <laughs> John Cena, um, Jason Drucker, Pamela Aldlin, um, Glenn Turman. The this movie is, as far as a functional film is concerned, is mm-hmm. the best functional film of the Transformers series. Okay, um, that's not saying a lot. Even more so than the first, which I, I really was like reasonable. I like the first one, yeah. and it's fun enough and dumb enough, right? Um, to have fun with. It's a cheesy popcorn flip. I hated all the other Transformers. Maybe the third one, I was like a little bit like, okay, but still, I was like, no. Yeah. Um, but I'm not a not really a Transformers franchise fan. Mm-hmm. Um, this one does better at, at bringing it back to maybe more of what the first one as a functional film. It's not as cheesy. There's not as many dumb jokes as the, as the first Transformers film, but it is a prequel also. And it does suffer from being a prequel and mm-hmm. you know how whenever there's a prequel there's an element of um the, you lose all sense of urgency right it's predictable you, in a sense it's predictable yeah. because you know who's going to make it out alive yeah and so i was never once scared that any of my main people were gonna die right yeah so i um that that took a lot from the film unfortunately um but it was brilliantly acted Haley steinfeld Carries the movie. It's her and Bumblebee. Really, that that's it. Um, John Cena was okay. Fifty uh, percent of the time he was super cheesy. Fifty percent of the time he had some good actual lines. Yeah. Um, and uh, for the most part, I thought it was okay. Um, I wasn't overwhelmed with it. It was it was enjoyable, but it wasn't great. Um, there was something that definitely was missing from it. The um, the opening sequence was pretty cool. It was kind of like um. 
what's the name of their planet? Cybertron. Yeah. So cyber, it was like Cybertron, and and kind of the whole like war that kind yeah. of came from that, and, yeah. and all that, which, which they've was, tiptoed in a little bit with some of the movies, right? But not so, really gotten into much. So that was cool to see. Yeah. Um, and then even the fights, like the fights were, you know, different from Michael Bay. I really like. Michael Bay has an eye for action. It's great, but they do the fights. It's not as big and bombastic as like what Michael Bay would do, but it is more discernible, meaning that you can actually see what's happening very clearly. It's good. Uh, there are a lot of like wide shots and yeah. stuff like that, which is helpful. Um, it's not as stylized. So there are a couple of cool elements. You're like, eh, okay. It's just very straightforward actiony. Yeah. Um, but it's also very ET. Um, and so there you have this like relationship. <laughs> And like, uh, be like Skittles. Uh, sure. Uh, I don't know. E.T. Um, the movie. Yeah, kind of like E.T. Kind of like you know, right. it's the alien. He likes Skittles. Or oh, no, Reese's, no, Reese's Pieces. pieces yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, folks. And then the government's after him and all oh, that stuff. Gotcha. Um, but it, it was enjoyable. Um, I can't fault it for that. It just was a little bland at times. But yeah. Haley, I think Haley Steinfeld's really the strength in this movie. Um, it's really her story. Uh, she goes through some tragedy and, um she does a great job bringing that to the screen and bringing that to her, her kind of everyday plight. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like I would want to go watch this a bunch of times. It's not yeah. like super entertaining. It's a good story. Yeah. Is it more of a action, more of a drama, more kind of a, what, what it's like Hazzy. It's it it, okay. not even Hazzy. I'd say it's more drama than, mm-hmm. than the action side of it. Um, it's, they spend a little too much time with, some of the family members and try to make it funnier than it is at times, but it's not bad humor like Michael Bay humor. Yeah. Michael Bay has a terrible sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think they set it up for more of a sequel? They could if they wanted to, Yeah, but they don't have to if they don't, if they want to just okay. jump in to hold the whole Sam Witwicky thing, it would fit pretty seamlessly. Okay. Um, other than that, uh, it was, it was okay. Um, not great. It was enjoyable to an extent. Um, not a lot of memorable moments for me. Mm. Um, so if I had to rate this thing, I'd probably give it an 81. Okay. So B minus still. So it's not bad for a transformers movie. Yeah. Not bad at all. It's actually, it might be the highest rated transformers. movie. like I said, it's, it's for a movie. It was put together really well. Okay. Yeah. And there's, it's probably the most emotionally, uh, deep movie in the transformers series, yeah. Yeah. which isn't saying a lot, No, but it is. Really? Same with Wiki goes to Transformers Heaven. I mean, that's pretty deep, you know? <laughs> right. They delve into exactly. immortality and, right. you know, so death it, and life. It was good. Um, <laughs> it was good. Uh, and check it out. I'd be curious to kind of hear what it is. It's, it's getting great reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, or at yeah. least the critic score is the best for any Transformers movie yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, so 81, B-. minus. Um, Joel. Yes. I want to get into the next movie. Okay. And we both got a chance to see this one. Mm-hmm. And it was Aquaman. Yes. Or Fish Boy. Fish Boy. One of those. Yes. Fish Boy, yo. Yeah. <laughs> great solid Fish Boy. Do you want me to break it down? And then you can- Do you want, of... you want to? Go ahead. Yeah, no, you do it. I'll do it. Yeah, right. you do it. Sounds Go good. For it. Uh, this film, directed by James Wan, Arthur Curry learns that he is the heir to the underwater kingdom of Atlantis and must step forward to lead his people and be a hero to the world. Uh, staying... <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing the voices. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry, we haven't done this in a while. Yeah. We've been off for a little bit hey, for Christmas stretching. and New Year's. So yeah, just stretching the vocal cords out Woo-hoo. a little bit. Uh, it stars Jason Momoa as Aquaman, uh, Amber Heard as Mira, Nicole Kidman as Atlantis, Atlanta, Atlanta, uh, <laughs> William, w- William Defoe as uh, Volko, Patrick Wilson as the Ocean Master, Dolph Lundgren as Nereus, uh, Tom Curry is Tamora Morrison, 
uh, Black Mana is Yahya Adul Mateen, and Captain Merc is Ludi Lin. Huh. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a fair amount of other people that are in there. Um, I don't know. I kind of went into this movie with pretty low expectations. Me too. Um, I think from by this point, it's pretty much a well-recognized thing that DC has at best a checkered history with their films mm-hmm. and has made a lot of really bad decisions mm-hmm. at other times with some of their films. And I think if um, you just look into some of the productions and the production structures and the the way that these films have come about, you can tell that the producers don't necessarily know exactly what it is that they're doing right. um, at times with these films. And so, uh, but I know James Wan, I think uh, he's a competent director yeah. and kind of enjoyed some of his films in the past. And so I came out of this one kind of like, yeah. Um, yeah. I think there was really good um, elements of storytelling that were definitely there um, as far as like staple tentpoles type yeah. type elements of films, but it felt like uh, they were trying to do a little bit too much. It felt a little long to me and draggy at times. We're looking at like a two and a half hour long film here. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. Um, there was definitely some things that I felt like yeah. they were kind of just like, trying to make this as epic and big as they could. Yeah. Um, because DC is trying to just have a hit at this point. So it's a hit for them. Already. Yeah. They're um, making a ton of money. <laughs> some some positives I'll I'll kind of start more there. I felt like Jason Momoa did a great job as Aquaman. There was times where he was a little bit too broy, like, yeah, bro. But that's how he was me. that's I, how he was introduced though, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. And overall good. Yeah. I mean there was some bad, but overall mostly good. Um the visuals at times lacked for me okay. some specific key scenes. Oh, but, I know the one of the first like sequences is really bad. Yeah, but there was really inventive uh, style. Mm-hmm. I think the production design itself with Atlantis and the underwater creatures, uh, the armor, the ships, everything looked really interesting yeah. and neat and very inventive. Um, especially since you know, this is uh, probably set. There's there's a lot of history with Aquaman in the comic and yeah. everything, and there's been a couple shows. There was an attempt at a show that fell fell through, and he's been in part of the the cartoon entourage. Yeah, entourage. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. I thought they did good with that. Um, that's yeah. kind of all. I'll say what What are your thoughts? I went in with low expectations, like I was saying, but um, this movie's not like a great like movie it's not like a great it's not going to win awards but i did have fun with this movie i admittedly i did have a good amount of fun with this movie and a lot of it had to do with just the bombastic nature of it um i feel like it knew exactly what it wanted to be it wanted to be over the top like just this just like hey this is what we are i'm this is crazy this is ridiculous but we're embracing it and that's what it is yeah i will say some of the fights were freaking awesome. The very first yeah. one with N- Nicole Kidman, yeah, awesome, really good, really good. I think some of the best fights we've seen in DC. Up There's to like point. it's like a one take. Uh, it's like yeah. a one shot of like yeah. and following like her around a room like as like she's just kicking things. It's when like, I say that, cool. it sounds like I'm like oh my. I would still give it like a B grade for the fights. Yeah, but most of the fights in the DC universe have been like C, C minus at best. Yeah, so this is like a B. Yeah, kind of range. It fight, did. It did really. Know? Is really cool. Has yeah. a kind of a unique style to it and it worked really well. I I I did really enjoy um his relationship with his father. Oh yeah. Um I, I really like that. Liked that. Um and even the, like he's got the, he says this like one line to 
this one, I, can't, I don't want to spoil it, but he says this one line to one guy at the beginning, like, you know, that's your son. Oh, you know, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, yeah. you know, why did you do that? Like, he's like got this, you can tell that his relationship with his dad is really coming through in those like little small moments like that. Mm-hmm. And he's important, you know, they, they hang out and, um, Jason Momoa. Yes. I fully agree. Awesome. Um, I liked all of the visuals <laughs> except for the beginning. There are some really terrible de-aging technology. They're just not at where Marvel is. No, um, not at all. This is really bad. Yeah. Um, it, there's there's a couple times where it's like it looks okay, but then other times you're like, wow, that looks like the baby from the Twilight thing. <laughs> Big time, they've gotten better with sort of far shots, like wide yeah. type angled shots. The close ups, yeah, the close ups are like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> like did you spend time on this? Right. Like, were you just like, yeah, good enough? They'll believe it's that right. person. So yeah, I feel like I feel like some of the earlier MCU stuff where they were doing like Tony Stark and yeah. some of the other ones, those were better yeah. than this still. Okay, um, but anyways. Uh, that was, I felt like that was weak. Um, the, the overall story, um, as far as, um, well, and I would say as well, I really liked, uh, Patrick Wilson's character, uh, Ocean Master. I felt like he was a real, say this term, it's a relatable villain in, in meaning that I could understand why he was doing what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like, I didn't. I felt like it was a little bit cheesy. The whole like up there and down here yeah. type thing that was going on that felt a little bit old school in mindset. Yeah. But he was a guy that, with the whole familial thing, that felt very relatable. Yeah. As far as you know, like I'm your, I'm here. I'm yeah. the one that's the actual son. This is my position, and right. who's this guy that's never been here before, coming in out of nowhere? Yeah. So that all felt really relatable. I think it kind of lost me close to the end of the film though he kind of went off the deep end and Mm -hmm. it was that was the other thing i would say was a very big negative for me there was kind of two big things that were big negatives for me in this film outside of some of the special fighting action special effects stuff uh the story was so obvious yeah and very like every joke every except for like one or two fight scenes there there was a couple times where they kept having like (laughs) things blow in through a window or a door permission to come aboard yeah um (laughs) But, like, every other thing was, like, completely flat, completely obvious. The commentary of, like, you know, the interactions between people, you knew exactly where it was yeah. going to go and why. So, it just, it wasn't inventive in that way. Yeah. And it felt like they were trying to do, like, oh, well, we got this bad guy and this bad guy. And he's got to go on this grand adventure and he's got to find this thing and, you know, redeem himself. And there was, like, a funny scene. And this kind of, like, ties into the dialogue elements that, I, that I'm talking about. Okay. That I kind of, like, pinpointed that really summed it up wisely or well, not wisely, but... Uh, Amber Heard's character, Mira, is kind of trying to... She's like... That's the second thing. Yeah. Their relationship was awful. Oh, there was no, no chemistry between the two of them. There wasn't any chemistry. You're yeah. right. Uh, but she's like talking to him and he's... Jason Momoa, they're on the boat after he just they just had this big fight and they're going to, you know, where his mother was killed and they're like... They're having this conversation. He's like, I just don't feel like I'm capable of being a leader. Like, yeah. I don't feel like my skills and my abilities are what they need to be. I'm more of an independent guy that kind of does his own thing. And she looks at him and goes, you're just upset about your, your, your heritage. Or like, she says something that's like completely has nothing to do with what he's saying. She just like takes the conversation in the direction she wants to go. And it was like that with the whole movie. It was like, they just needed something to happen there. Right. And take that, it in a specific you're right. direction. That, that relationship didn't work. Yeah. Um, it didn't, it, the chemistry, there's no chemistry other than this. It wasn't just that, that interaction. It just, it felt like with the whole movie to me, it was like, we just have to have this yeah. ongoing series of events that kind of build into something. Yeah. And so here's the thing with this movie and this is the type of movie. And I thought this is probably the best one I got in 2018 
where I can overlook a lot of little like storytelling issues because I had, it was a dumb fun movie to me. I had fun with it. Like all the action stuff, like, like the very opening scene where it's like the submarine and he's just taking on all the dudes. I was like, that's fun. That's just, this is fun. It's super cheesy. And he's like, <laughs> I was like, that's yeah. fun. I yeah. don't know. I, I had, I had fun with it. Um, I would have enjoyed it if they kind of cut that whole subplot out. I oh, felt yeah. like, yeah, you could have given ocean master a henchman of his own. That mm-hmm. was like a really powerful henchman that was kind of had a vendetta against Aquaman. Like maybe they had a battle at the beginning of the movie and he became, I, I there was no reason for me to introduce that whole subplot. Of Having a hidden city of Atlantis. Like too much. Um, Lost all plausibility until I saw an octopus playing drums. <laughs> I do remember that. I remember <laughs> thinking that was pretty ridiculously. I was awesome. like, "Wait, what?" I was like, "Cause what? I, yeah. yeah, I don't know." Because if you see the movie, you're like, "Okay, I could understandably okay they can communicate, but wait, why?" Well, what? like all the other animals in the world are like animals and yeah. they're treated like animals right. that they've kind of like tamed, but yeah, like then horses. You have, yeah, but then you have one octopus that for some reason knows how to play the drums. <laughs> it's like, what? How, where did he come from? It's so random and yeah. weird. And like the whole the things start falling apart when I really like think about it. Like they tried to make a big deal out about the whole highway into the city of Atlantis yeah. and how there's like, you know, border crossing and and I'm like, well, do they have I'm like I'm starting to think I'm like, well, do they have a special crossing for people bringing in like produce? Right. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> is there like a citizen's line and there's like another city's line? Like, how does this whole thing work? And it's right. like, you know, it just, at times I'm like, it really just felt like they were trying to just throw things out there and just like make something stick. Um, but yeah, I agree with the idea that, like you said, it's kind of a dumb, fun if movie. If you can just have fun, if you haven't seen it yet and you want to see a fun action movie, sure. Yeah, if you don't it is a little, it. it is a little bit long though. I'd shave another 10, 15 minutes off of it at least. Yeah, to me, if they took out that whole submarine subplot that kind of is started with that submarine thing like that they could have had a scene there with him saving submarine people that would not related to stuff that happened later. exactly that would have been totally fine so i think for me change the relationship dynamic between amber heard and jason momoa i don't know what they needed to do acting wise but just fix that that was awful fix up the tighten the plot and then change around make it a little bit more inventive and creative what's funny is i'm not disagreeing with any of what you say yeah. I, I totally agree with all that stuff. I'm just saying I had a lot of fun watching it. All right. <laughs> so what are you going to... No, what are you going to rate it? I'm going to rate it a 73. Okay. I'm going to go 78. Okay. I'm going to save C+. Plus. All right. <laughs> yeah. C? Boom. It's still better than, you know, Batman versus Superman oh or, God. you know... I was phys- I'm physically maddened by Martha. <laughs> I'm yeah. so upset by that. Yeah. It, Anyways. It got a similar rating, I think, as, as Justice League, but I disliked and liked elements differently yeah. between the two movies, you know, different yeah. for different reasons. So... Anyway. Yeah. Um, Aquaman, I liked... Yeah, I liked Aquaman better than Justice League. Uh, side note. Sorry. No Just worries. had to clarify. But we have one more movie that we want to talk about. And, and you had a chance to see this too, right, Joel? Yes. Okay, so we're actually talking about this other big movie that Disney released this last week yeah. called Mary Poppins Returns. Yes. We're going to do a, a talk about this one, which again, we, we've had a... This is a huge episode. So. Yeah. It's a <laughs> massive episode because yeah. we're talking about all kinds of movies. Um, okay. So here's a synopsis. Decades after her original visit, the magical nanny returns to help the bank siblings and Michael's children through a difficult time in their lives. Uh, directed by Rob Marshall. Um, starring, of course, Emily Blunt, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Ben Wishaw, Emily Mortimer, Pixie Davis, Nathaniel Sela, Joel Dawson, Julie Walters, Meryl Streep, Colin Firth, Jeremy Swift, number of other people in a cameo I don't want to ruin. Um, this movie is simply just, it's classic Disney. It felt so, cl- it's a delightful, just 
classic Disney movie. Um, I wouldn't say it's amazing um, because the original Mary Poppins to me uh, doesn't have a lot of like nostalgia. I don't, I never watched it like a ton. I maybe saw it one time and that was it. Um, yeah. And this movie felt so much more classic Disney than anything I've seen from Disney lately because it's got like the, the it's got the actual dance choreography. It's got the musical numbers. It's got the hand-drawn cartoon element to it, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it felt such, it felt like it could have taken place, like they could have released this movie two years after the original Mary Poppins, you know? Yeah. Um, I didn't really like it. Okay. <laughs> So that's yeah, fine. That's it's totally fine. fine. Sorry, we're not. I'm not trying to jump in and just like bash it. I I think the reason the, the reason I'm saying that is I think what you're saying is true. Uh-huh. Uh, the reason I feel like that's the case though is because it, this almost felt like an exact copy in many ways mm-hmm. of the original. It, it has almost the same. Well, it's a certain, beat for bit story, beat for beat <laughs> stories and structure and plot line. It's what was required for Mary Poppins to return. It's the same set almost same set of circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it felt unnecessary. Like the movie felt very unnecessary, felt uninspired because of all that to me. Sure. Um, so when I went in to see it, I was thinking like they were going to see a new, a new side of this, a new, you know, moving forward of Mary Poppins and the, the world that she's in and, the, right. you know, the characters having grown up and it just kind of felt like there was motion forward as far as the timeline goes. Uh-huh. And there was the, that was probably my favorite part of it. I will say as a positive, there was a lot of really neat tie-ins uh, with cameos, as well as kind of um, the story from the original. That was kind of just cool. Yeah, I might nice have to, to like talk see. to you afterwards because there are some things that I'm pretty sure that they are hinting at was a tie-in that I did I wasn't getting on. But it's like I was like, who is that? Is yeah. that someone important? I don't I don't know who that well, is. There was one specific tie-in that uh, a young lady kind of randomly approaches a couple of the characters and asks them where to find a specific building. Okay. Uh, she was actually the young girl, the daughter, I forget her name right now. Oh, the actual um, actress. Yeah, the actual actress. Oh, um, Jane. that's cool. She was Jane in the original film. And so she's oh, in there that's and she cool. makes a cameo. And then um, uh, Julie Walters, and if she wasn't in the original, she was in a, the Bedknobs and Broomsticks film, though, that okay. came out just after that. Right. And then you had, uh, cred, can't think of his name. The main guy, uh, Dick Van Dyke, Dick Van Dyke yeah. making a really cool cameo. And that was neat. Yeah. Like that was actually really neat. And I yeah. felt like the last 10 to 15 minutes of the movie to me kind of felt inventive. It yeah. felt magical and kind of interesting yeah. and fun. Uh, there was some elements here though, like with the first film, sorry, I could go into it. Let me <laughs> let you talk. Cause I, I I'm going to start kind of being <laughs> negative. I thought it was, I thought it was good guys. Um, it's, it's not great in my opinion. My wife actually saw it. She really liked it. Um, yeah. And she, and the first Mary Poppins was a big deal to her yeah. growing up. And um, I could see why. Um, it, it I feel like it did a lot of justice in that sense of just, you know, it's, hey, it's very similar. Um, kind of like what you were saying. But yeah. um, I think um, Emily Blunt just did an amazing job. I don't, I, it was, that was it. I thought she did a really, really good job at yeah. being that character. And it's funny because I had to go back and do a little bit of research because Mary Poppins was, I was like, what is she always like super into herself and super like all this stuff and yeah. like, um, and kind of like mean, but kind of not mean. And then like nice, like, and then, yeah, like yeah. that's how the original one was as well. I was like, Oh, I didn't remember that. Um, so I thought she kind of took it and went with it just fine. Yeah. Um, and other than that, Lin-Manuel Miranda, I liked seeing him in a main role mm-hmm. in something uh, cinematic and like not just like 
doing the music for yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I really liked seeing him. Um, the one thing I will say is there, there wasn't any like song, you know, like how you're like, Oh, I remember, remember that song. Right. Like there's people that are going to sing in it. time or supercalifragilistic. I don't or, remember yeah. any of the songs yeah, me neither. other yeah. than something about under the London skies. Yeah. I remember the, I remember the BMX jumping, which I thought was kind of funny. Right. But I was like, what? <laughs> and then, you know, uh, and Mary Poppins starts flat landing. Like she starts getting on the the bike and doing like wheelies and stuff. And I'm like, what? Oh, I don't remember that. That was kind of my wheelies? sense of, yeah, you know, the the big step in time type yeah, yeah, number. Yeah. Um, when all the light, the lamp yeah, lighters yeah. are, you know, they get on their bikes and they all start ramping off stuff. And I, I remember that. Know, I don't remember like, her doing stuff. Well, like she that. got on a bike and she just like rides by and she's like, oh, look at me. I'm like doing tricks too, you know? And I was just like, really, Mary Poppins? Like, <laughs> The thing that I always liked about Mary Poppins' character, which I think kind of was missed with this one, is that there was an air of mystery mm-hmm. and kind of like you don't know where she came from or why she's really there or how she's accomplishing these different things. And she was always a bit aloof and a bit narcissistic, like you said, but it wasn't like meanly so. It wasn't like she ever put people in positions to be sad or angry on right. purpose. She was trying to grow them and teach yep. them something that they really needed to learn. And I felt like her role in this film was very unnecessary. And that was kind of sad to me. It was like, she was kind of just there to be a vehicle to allow certain things to take place. And um, like one specific example of that is, uh, you know, they have that big part where they have to, because it was in the original where they like go into the, the cartoon land, you know, and, and so she's in there with them. And then the kids go on this like very scary, like almost deadly type part of the adventure where she's not even there. Yeah. And really served very little purpose other than to just freak the kids out. And it tied into slightly something that happens later in the film. Right. But again, that was unnecessary. It, pretty much everything that happens in this film, except for like one minor lesson that the kids kind of learn and yeah. gets to their father, um, would have gone exactly the same direction. I don't think anything really necessarily would have changed if she hadn't been there. And what I love so much about the first one is that Mary Poppins' character was kind of like so intrinsic to the story, but she was like, she was just kind of like, like floating in and out of the story in like magical sure. ways. Whereas this one, she was kind of like the third wheel and a lot of times she was like, <laughs> all right, I'm here. She's like standing in the background as people are talking and there's not really any significant reason for her to like be teaching them or doing anything. There was so much that she accomplished in that first film. Yeah. She was like teaching the kids how to be respectful, but also to be kids yeah, and not be upset about their imaginations, you know, but how to love their father. And and then she also taught their father, you know, how to embrace their the children and be loving towards them and pulled them all together. And this one, she kind of taught them a little bit how to deal with loss yeah. and kind of helped to bring them together. But it wasn't like they were really struggling all that much. Yeah. And the whole way that things kind of end um, might have been a little bit different. Like it might not have gone the same direction, but ultimately at the end of the day, because of what was set up in the first film, which is revealed through Dick Van Dyke's yeah. character, everything would have worked out fine. Right. Like they would have been completely set to <laughs> <laughs> up like nicely for the rest of the film. And so there was like, it basically left me with a sense of like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's like revisiting the characters a little bit and seeing a bit of where their story's going and how things ended for them. Yeah. But it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I really needed this. You know, I, um, did you get anxiety with the whole balloon thing? 
a little bit. Yeah, yeah I was like, uh, ah. stop. <laughs> that was probably the one part though I really laughed the most at. Right. Which is Colin Farrell. Was it Colin Farrell? Firth. Colin Firth. I could get that wrong. Colin Firth. And he's like, ah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was probably my favorite part of the whole movie, to be honest. It was pretty good. Except, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. I liked, I definitely liked this one more than I think you did, but yeah. That's okay. I'm not going to rank it super high. What I do you got for it? Unnecessary. I'm giving it a 69. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm giving it an 82. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's a very divergent one for yes. us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, guys, um, that's going to actually be the last one here of the show. Yeah. Thanks for hanging with us for a while. <laughs> um, I know it's definitely a longer show. Um, again, with uh, the 2018 wrapping up and us trying to catch up with all the movies that have come out, yeah. we're going to try and get a best and worst list to you. Hopefully this next week. We got to do our homework, sir. We do, and we watch catch a up ton on a, of movies. On a few movies, yeah. Yes. Um, horrible, Matt. Just I know. Horrible. I have to watch movies. Ugh. Oh, I know. Terrible. What Such a chore. A horrible life. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, again, reach us uh, uh, facebook.com uh, slash real review media same with uh, instagram twitter at real review media youtube.com slash the real review um email us at real review media at gmail.com also real review media.com to get to our website connect to all that fun stuff as well other than that uh thanks for hanging on with us and and hanging, uh, on, with hanging, on, <laughs> hanging on hanging and out coming aboard with us yeah um anything else joe no i'm good no nah. well <laughs> hey it's been real it's been real <laughs>